first of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind words and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. <laughs>
The running game was virtually non, not really that spectacular. Um, and AG and DeAndre Carter fumbled the ball. Um, the 19 times we ran the ball, we only got four. Four times we got a first down. This offense runs through Terry McLaurin. If Terry McLaurin doesn't have like an explosive game, the offense just stalls or just looks basic to me. Um, Adam Humphreys was uh, other than I think McLaurin had 122 yards. Uh, Adam Humphreys had like less than 40. They gotta have. They have to find a second option. It's just. This it, is just. This is disgusting. Um, Defensively, you know, uh, the front four, the key for the front four was to get pressure to Aaron Rodgers. And I, I saw – I, I didn't really see that. Um, Holcomb, Jamin Davis – our linebackers, they're just weak in coverage. I'm sorry. I don't care who they put there. It just doesn't work. Um, our secondary, Brandon St. Just, to me, was the only one. Even you take away that pat, that pass interference call, uh, that was really the bright spot. Um, Green Bay, I... I don't know. Maybe this was just taking it easy on us. Um, I I really don't know. Um, really quick, let me pull up Washington schedule because I, I'm not I, I'm I'm now kind of starting. I'm not going to press the panic. I'm kind of I'm not jumping off the ship, but. When I when I look at it right now, we're we're two and five. We're actually tied with the the is it the Giants? The we're tied with the Eagles and Giants. Um, there just has to be some some type of accountability, and I just don't I, I don't see it. Um, this game, I'm not going to even count. I mean, some of these other games, you got Denver. Sunday, we got to face Tampa Bay. That's a a rematch in the, from the playoffs. Carolina, Seattle, Oakland, you know, the divisional game against Dallas. That's always big. Philadelphia, that's always big. That's actually interesting. We finished the last five games against divisional, against the Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants. So, I mean, these games are winnable, but – Oh my God! I just, oh, it, it just seems like week by week, like it's open season, and honestly and truthfully, you just can't make you can't make that other stuff up. You truly can't. I, I the mother, I, these other these guys have got to need some accountability. I don't know if it's if it's coaching. I don't know if it's style of play. I I really don't know what it is. Um. But, 
my goodness. Um, I mean, I mean, John, I mean, that, I'm not trying to take, take away from the defense. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, they had good performance. You know, they, they did have, you know, Sweat did have a sack and a forced fumble. Um, in the second half, Washington just made mistakes. Um, on that fourth and goal, Heineke got got he got stuffed. McLaurin drops that pass. If he doesn't drop that pass in the end zone, that's that 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 that's a game changer. Ricky Seals Jones on fourth and goal. That was that could be a game changer. It just we're not executing. And honestly and truthfully, relationship with you. Oh my God. I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. So we face the Denver Broncos who are coming off a Thursday night loss performance to those Cleveland Browns. Um, to make matters more worse, the Baltimore Ravens got their ass whooped 41-17 by those Cincinnati Bengals. With oh my God! I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Or act like I know this was coming because I did it. Well, um, you know this reminds me of, in all seriousness, it reminds me of a couple years ago, 2019. We're playing the Cleveland Browns. Actually, let me look that score up. I can't remember that score top of my head, but I, I remember that game to say that we, we got our ass kicked because I think we had started off the year 2-0. and I want to say, you know, we'd be coming off one against the Dolphins, and I can't, I, I can't, I cannot remember. I'm pulling up the score. Just pull the schedule up. We lost 40, 40 to 25. Okay. That's what this game reminds me of. It really does. Because given the Cincinnati Bengals credit, they're a young team. You know, that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase duo is nothing to sneeze at. Um, I have said this and I've been on the record. Teams like Cincinnati are on the up and coming. Now, I think it's weird, and it's just me, and I saw this somewhere, to... For people again in the media and, and they know who they are, I, I think it's weird. And I saw this on Twitter. You know, they were saying, would you take Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? And everyone's like, well, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. 
you know, no disrespect to Joe Burrow, but the Cincinnati Bengals are unproven. Um, it, it, it's it's amazing to me that you you, you would they would they're gonna people would take a guy like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, and they haven't sniffed the playoffs yet. Yet unknown, their teams are still up and coming. Compared to a guy who's thirty-five and nine as a starter, and yet they keep saying the same the same narrative over and over and over and over again. He can't throw the football, but that's a whole other subject for another day. Um, that was Lamar Jackson's most lopsided loss in his career, and now we had like he has lost the month of October. Um. We can point to Jamar Chase. Um, he had 201 receiving yards, one touchdown. Joe Mixon ran all over us. I mean, they, the fourth quarter, I mean, they punched us in the mouth. You even had CJ Usman, and that's how you say his name. Had two touchdowns. I I mean, <laughs> Hollywood Brown had a touchdown. Rashard Bateman's coming back into the coming back into the fold of things. I mean, let me play this clip. This this pretty much sums up. This pretty much sums up the Ravens' defense. That pretty much sums up our defense yesterday. Um, that 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 was embarrassing. That was really awful. Um, I'm really glad we got a bye week. We got some things to really really figure out. Um, my lord, I. And again, I, I I'm gonna keep saying it. If you think we expect we're expecting Lamar Jackson to carry the load like with this with this team, it, it, it's a recipe. It's a recipe for failure. 
Um, I mean, I, I just don't I, – I like, defensively, Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Patrick Queen, Malik Harris. I, I mean, like, these dudes, I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> it's just, just horrible. I, I mean, Marlon Humphrey, all-pro corner. Jamar Chase made him look like, 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 like he like like he was nothing. Marlon Humphrey, according to what I, I saw on Twitter, he's never allowed more than what was like 143 yards. I, I, I mean, yeah, he had an interception, but oh my god, like. <laughs> That 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 was that was really awful to watch. That really reminded me of when the Cleveland Browns came up in here two years ago and just shitted on us like that. And you know, with with all the injuries, granted, this is what really makes me. This is where I'm saying we we should appreciate certain players we have on the squad. Because I know it was trending on Twitter with Marcus Peters. I've appreciated Marcus Peters. I've, I've always been a fan since time in Kansas since Kansas City. We went to Los Angeles, even here. Um, certain guys matter on defense, and <laughs> this roster, man, I you just all you gotta do is just shake your head. Anthony Averett, I'm not. I told you guys. I mean, I, I appreciate he's young, he's stepping up, but no, it just isn't working. Um, there's a, there's a lot of answers. We, we just a lot of stuff that needs fixing. And I, I'm really glad we're going in the bye week. You know, it's I'm not gonna panic at all. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But yesterday, like that's a reality check. Once I think we come back off the bye week, because we come back, we play Minnesota on the seventh. So um I'm sorry, that was embarrassing. Like, in no way, shape, or form, I said we're not making the playoffs. You didn't hear me say that. You're not hearing me say that. I'm just saying that there's a lot of things that showed in this game. <sighs> so, two so two teams from the DMV let me down. So that was a great way to end my weekend. Um, let's get into these scores. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks won, excuse me, they lost to the New Orleans Saints. I will have that game recap for you. I took notes and everything. I was prepared for this, uh, for that, so that I'll have that ready in the next episode. Um, let's see. Uh, I got the one. Let's see. Let's see. What did I get? So. I got. I predicted that the Titans would win. I guaranteed that the Titans would beat the Chiefs. Final score was twenty-seven-three. Packers won, so I'm two for three. Bengals kicked our ass, two for four. Did not expect the Carolina Panthers to get dubbed on the road by the New York Giants, so two for five. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> 30-28.
And you know, just for the record, they're the second most disappointing team. All the talent that they have, they should be better than what they are. That's not, that's just, that's weird. So I'm two for six. Um, I got the Patriots and Jets game right. Final score is 54-13. Zach Wilson, thoughts and prayers. Get well soon, brother. We'll see you back on that field. Um, So what is that? Three for seven. Uh, Eagles lost to the Raiders by 10. No, by 11, excuse me, 33 22. Three for eight. Four for eight. Four for nine, excuse me. Five for 10. Our final score for the Rams and Lions was 28 19. Buccaneers demolished the Bears at home by 35. So I got five out of 10 so far. I got the Cardinals winning. I called that 35, 31 to 5. So you had a field goal and a safety. Interesting. The Colts, I got that run right. Being this 49ers versus the Colts versus the 49ers, 30 18, and the Seahawks losing to the Saints 13 10. So I think I did okay this week. Um, Interesting week seven. I lost in fantasy. Most of my my team was on bye, so that ended my like. Well, I think I was on, I think I was on like a three game win streak in fantasy football, but that is okay. Um, Sunday night football. The Colts beat the 49ers. I wanted to see that game. I wanted to see how both teams looked. Um, they played in they played in some rain. Um, I'm, I saw a lot of turnovers. That's what stood out to me the most. Um, Carlson Wentz, I think overcoming some 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 made some good made some clutch when it when it counted the most. He delivered. Uh, I like the one play where he had um. Michael Pittman Jr. That game for the touchdown. It was like two minutes to play. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's number one running back. He did his thing. Um, San Francisco, when your team as a cohesive unit, this was a this was an interesting fact. I, I couldn't believe this. They lost 122 yards due to seven penalties. Defensively, that's where the penalties were the most. Um, you can't be baited, and I noticed a lot of this on, on San Francisco's defense. They were baited, and I mean, some of the passes Carson was throwing were under underthrown, and they got baited into a lot of those into a lot of and a lot of those passes, pass interference calls. Um, But there was one play in the game where Carlson Wentz had shuffled past it. I can't remember who, who his name was. How do you do that? How do you do that? What the hell is going on? I, I was, I like, he, he really shuffled it. If you look, 
he really shuffled it to to the line. I can't remember who it was. And I'm like, what did I just watch? So um, I thought that kind of there was one point in the game where Garoppolo, I thought it was a dangerous throw to Dabo Samuel. Xavier Rhodes, they kind of got physical and Rhodes stepped out of bounds. That, that, and that, that to me, that was the game. So those Indianapolis Colts did not won the last three of the three of the last four now. Yes, they face the Tennessee Titans on Halloween. And the San Francisco 49ers, they've now lost the last four. And they go up against Nick Rosario's Chicago Bears. So that's that's week seven. I will recap the uh I will recap the Saints and Seahawks game in the next episode. Um, I apologize if my tone is not up to par because um, when your two teams lost, lose, and punched in the mouth, you don't really know what to feel. But we're going to get away from that. So a couple things around the new around the NFL. Um, Patrick Mahomes did clear. Concussion protocol, good to hear. Um, that was actually really good to hear because he, he he took a he took an a, 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 a kind of a, a big hit. The Los Angeles Rams will trade Kenny Young to the Denver Broncos. Um, it's much needed for Denver. They need a linebacker. Um, I like Kenny Young because Kenny Young, former Raven, we traded him for Marcus Peters. So, wish Kenny Young another but the best in the Mile High City. Joe Flacco is going back to the going back to the NY because um, Zach Wilson will be out for a bit. And Joe Flacco was a former Jet. He did. I saw a couple of games. We actually did play well. Um, what else is going on? Tom Brady, congratulate. Hold on. Tom Brady threw his six hundredth. Touchdown of his career. Congratulations. Oh, 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 oh my God. Congratulations, Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. Um, should be Drew Bledsoe. Let it go, Nathan. I'm sorry. Congratulations, Tom Brady. Uh, one of the best to ever do it. Um, don't know how I just don't know how he's doing it. I really don't know how he's doing it, but it's good. It's it's greatness that we should be appreciating, y'all. Uh, Richard Sherman, shot Richard Sherman, uh, the assistant coach for the, the assistant cornerback coach for the 49ers, tested positive for COVID. Um, well, see, COVID protocols, excuse me. Richard Sherman is going to step in there and help the young gun, young guys out. Much respect. You need that, honestly. I feel like, you know, veteran, again, leadership. So I like that. Um Want to give my thoughts and prayers to the family of Carl Madsen. Uh, he actually refereed the Chiefs and Titans game and um, passed over, dead at seven, age of 71. So not sure what happened. Um, Madsen, from what I did my research, he's been an NFL official for two decades. 
um, just kind of unexpected. So, and he said he on his way away home, on his way home from the Cheese and Titans game, just died unexpectedly. So thoughts and prayers out to his family, uh, for sure. Um, that's really what's going on around the NFL news wise. Um, the Atlanta Braves versus the Houston Astros. I was supposed to, the Nick Rosario could not join me, unfortunately, uh, for this episode. We'll get him on at some point during the World Series. A um, couple things I, I, I'm looking forward to in this game. You know, you've got a team that I think some people would think should not have gotten there. Some people think that they would have choked. Another team that all of baseball hates. And oh, this is I got a, I got some questions. Um they, you know, Atlanta has three starters. You know, I think they're gonna be the key. Charlie Morton, Max Fareed, Ian Anderson. You know, how offensively, how can Houston look against them? Um, Lance McCauley Jr. is not going to be, from what I understand, he looks like he's going to be out the rest of the playoffs. Um, Just, Justin Verlander is not here. Zach Granke has been also, too, not going to work. Um, you got Valdez, Luis Garcia, Yaquiti. And Jake Oriazzi. So that's going to be interesting to see how Dusty Baker um, utilizes that rotation. Freddie Freeman, I think this is his last year on his contract. So, and also to Carlos Correa. So, both guys are coming into this into this World Series. Something to gain and something to lose. Um, me personally, I think Carlos Correa, I think both of them stay with their teams respectively. Uh, I can't see the Houston Astros letting go let, uh, the year, letting go of George Springer to go to Toronto and then turn around and let him and then let Correa walk. I can't see that. That that's to me, that's impossible. Let that happen. Uh Freddie Freeman, arguably one of the best first basemen in the game. Um at one point, I felt like it was Paul Goldschmidt. I think now that's now we can say it's Freddie Freeman. Um, he'll probably stay with the Braves. I think it all depends on the money. I can't. I mean, at this point, I think it's just the money, and I think until then, we'll see. But I think it's going to be a great series. Um, who is pitching Game One? Let's see. is pitching game one. It looks like it is Charlie Morton versus Franklin, or Framber, excuse me, Framber Valdez. So should be an interesting game one. Um, I think this is going to be the game, usually game one, I think in my personal opinion, it's where they test the waters on each other. But 
I think the Houston Astros are going to win game one. I'm looking on the lines of four to one. Guaranteed. Going to transition into basketball. The Wizards lost to the Brooklyn Nets. I will have that game recap for you on the next episode. Um, I got to process that loss, too. You know, we lost close, but no cigar, 104 to 90. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's not been a great Monday so far, ladies and gentlemen. It's not been a great Monday, but I will also say this, you know, the first looking more in this too, um, I'm looking at the rest of this league. I've been trying to catch up with many games as I could. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers. I was big on them last year to get to the finals. I actually had the Bucks and the Clippers going to the finals, but the Phoenix Suns uh, squashed that. Paul George, I got to give Paul George this respect. He's definitely stepped up to the point. Um, you know, Kawhi is not there right now, and he's definitely holding his own. What else? Um, and Miami, what's it? Tyler Hero. That boy can that boy can play. Um, give him the respect. Even though I noticed they're thin, I know they have some guys that are injury right now. Injury, so uh, I can't remember who they're playing. I want to say it was the Pacers, and they're really they're really thin. I think who they had: Deadman, Markeith Morris. Um, uh, his name. I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. Caleb Martin and some other guys. Well, there's some other guys I can't think of. I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. Um, these rookies, they're playing. They're balling. Jalen Green uh, might be my rookie of the year so far. Evan Mobley's playing really great. Scotty Barnes, Chris uh, Darte, they're playing really well. I also got to give a shot. I saw the highlights on YouTube. Davian, Davian, Davion Mitchell, they're playing the Kings. He's got some defense. He's really got some defense. He can play. These guys come, these guys are ready to, they, they're ready. Ready, and they go they come with full steam. So um that's really what's been going on so far around the league. Uh, but I already kept the Wizards lost in the next episode. Uh, I, I need some time to recover from that. Uh, as far as my announcement, I mentioned in today's video, I'm going to do I'm going to do a prediction of my top eight teams for the East and Western conferences for this season. Um, that's a homework assignment, and I'm going to hold myself to doing that. I will have that hopefully in the next episode. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as MVP, Rookie of the Year just yet because it's still early. Um, but, yeah, that's the plan. Also, too, I want to redo my own top 75 players of all time. I felt like that list was very – there are some guys on that list that should be on that list that didn't make it. Um, so that is another homework assignment that I'm going to hold myself to. 
So be on the lookout for that. Last topic for the night, WNBA. I'm going to start with the Atlanta Dream. The Atlanta Dream made some made some moves. They hired Las Vegas's executive Dan Padover as GM and Darius Taylor as the assistant. Um, you know they have their new president and chief operator. Her name is Morgan Shaw Parker. They hired her back in September, and then they also have Tanisha Rice as head coach. Um, This is a start. Start something fresh. Um, there's still some things that have to be addressed. I think in terms of a couple things that have to be addressed with Atlanta. One, I think you're built. I think you got to build a culture a culture of accountability, a culture of trust, and leadership. I think that's something that has to be built in Atlanta. I do, my personal opinion. Um, people are saying Tanisha Wright's not built for this that this position. Give her a chance. Let's see what it looks like. Um, a couple things that have to be addressed. Well, it's already clear that Ken, uh, Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford will not be back on the roster. Um, where are you going to do? How are you going to handle the Kennedy Carter situation? Because she's been suspended since July for detrimental conduct to the team. Bullshit. Um, you got a boatload of free agents. Uh, I got to give a shot to B. Terrell on Twitter. He's trying to get all the top stars to come to Atlanta. I just don't think that's easy. Um, the Atlanta Dream has some things to figure out. They do. So we'll see how this offseason progress for them. So it's a good start. I like Darius Taylor. I'm glad he's in that position. I'm glad he's actually staying with the Atlanta Dream. And the Las Vegas Aces lose their executive of the year. Interesting. So I want to see how that kind of would affect Asia Wilson as she stays. Does she stay or leave? She'll probably stay more than likely. But um, which actually transitions into me and my next and final topic of the podcast. Uh, Asia Wilson. Uh, I'm a big I listen to their her podcast with the Fisa Collier A and Fee. No, excuse me. T with A and Fee podcast. Excuse me. Let me make sure I say that right. Let me say it clearly and say it right. Um just for the record, I have been on this with the media, you know, how they control and spin the narrative. Um, I wouldn't know how to feel if I got eliminated from the playoffs, per se, um, the way they did. They've worked, they've gotten their at, they've gotten their, they're, they're just, they're, they're close. I, I think that the way how this, this organization, Organization has been from transitioning from San Antonio to Vegas. They're they're there. I think Bill Embiid is a great coach. Uh, I think at times he just fails to make the adjustments. I think he holds, in my personal opinion, I think he holds holds their true potential back of what they can be. Um, everybody, we went on YouTube again on Asia for being so basic. You know that points to coaching. 
you know, that's, and you know, if she's shown that she can shoot threes or not, and Bill and Beer's not letting that happen, that points to coaching, not her. Um, was that play drawn for Asia? I don't know. Um, no one else is talking about, you know, well, could they give she give the ball to Chelsea Gray? What if somebody had cut to the basket? Uh, there's a couple, there's a lot of what if scenarios. And I think the way they had the camera paint, the camera painted on her and all the photographers, you know, she's emotionally upset, crying. And then, you know, on they had the interview, extra interviews with them. I mean, who wouldn't be emotional? So she was really quiet for like almost for like a week or so. And I know like the FISA was like, you know, we're kind of taking a break. We'll be back in like another week or so. And this recent episode of the podcast, you know, she, she said this was one of the worst losses she's ever felt. Um, I'm still on the record for it. And I'll continue to say it. If the Erica Hamby didn't get hurt in the bubble, uh, cause Asia was MVP that year. They beat the Seattle storm. Guaranteed. Um, You know, she said here, quote, I thought last year was tough, but this year I don't know what it was, but it's still one of the toughest games that I ever had to, to deal with. And I still feel like I'm kind of dealing with it honestly. Um, processing a loss is not easy. Um, you know, you just have to, you know, and I appreciate, you know, John Moran is a good example of this. You know, he missed those two free throws and – how do you respond? Failure builds character. Uh, I know that's one of his tweets, and I think this is an opportunity for for eight for obviously for Asian. I don't, I know what she's capable of. I know the type of player that she she is or will be. Failure beats builds character. Michael Jordan told Shaq, "Before you succeed, you must first learn to fail. You got to walk before you crawl." I mean, the Las Vegas Asians have shown that they they can get there. It just you know, it, it, sometimes it's not easy getting over the hump. And I think some of it, I think it starts with Bill Lambeer. I think he's just got to make certain adjustments. Um, am I comfortable with Asia Wilson shooting threes? No, not really. But if that's something that can help her expand her game and stretch the floor, so be it. I'm going to take that risk. Um, she even said in the podcast, she reached out to Coach Stanley. Um and I kind of agree with it. You can't dwell on the moment. You know, you got to just – you know, you just got to just understand, look, this happened. Take it as motivation and be ready for next year. That's – I'm basically paraphrasing it. Um, I just think just the high expectations of her and the player that she is – I think she felt like this was the year. I felt like it was the year, too. Um, which brings me to my next point about Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson will lead the Las Vegas Aces to the finals, and she will be next year's MVP. Guaranteed. I'm leaving it at that. 
So I shout out to to Asia Wilson, shout out to Nafisa Collier and their podcast. They do a great job. Um, They really put emphasis on T with a lot of a lot of the words. They do. It's it's at first I I was like, what? Then I caught on with it. So I was like, okay. But check them out on Spotify if you hadn't already. Great podcast. Shout out to both of them. Um, keep your head up, Asia. I know it was a tough loss. You know, you're gonna have these haters out here. You let them hate. Um, trust your eyes. You know, I followed you and a lot of coats out of South Carolina. I know both of them, the players that they both can, they're capable of being. You know, it just take this year, process it. And come back next year ready and ready. Be ready for the moment. That's it. That's it. Be ready to be ready, ready for the moment. So uh, with that being said, it's going to end episode four of the podcast. Y'all let me know y'all thoughts. Episode five will be coming out on Wednesday. I'm going to take a day of rest. Um, until then, if you like the video, be sure to give a thumbs up. Comment down below suggestions. Um, I'll say those for the next video. That's okay, because it's time for me to go to bed. But again, like, comment, subscribe. We'll leave more topics for the podcast. Leave them in the comments below. Uh, but with that being said, I'm out. Peace. Y'all have a good night. First of all, listen. Uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.